doing it, I promise you, you would have a better grip on controlling your own happiness. And it's just another great way to make sure that you are happening to life versus life happening to you. Hello all, uh, Vani Herrera here coming from Thinker Studios. Shouts out to everybody that is uh, logged on right now or viewing this video. Um, a special shout out to our Thinker community. Um, all those who are trying to get better and improve themselves. We wanted to give you a little something today. And what I wanted to give you today was a part of um, an acronym that we do, which is called SELF. And that's part of a larger presentation that we do called Freedom is a Skill. And the concept of Freedom is a Skill is what does it take for a person to really be able to take advantage of freedom, which is essentially choices or options. And that really means that we have to focus on ourselves, right? How do we lead ourselves? How do we be better for ourselves? And so I want to just talk about one small component of that. So this won't be a terribly short video, but this got sparked because the other day, uh, someone was asking me the question of uh, uh, how I stay so optimistic and where does my uh, optimism uh, emanate from? And what I was sharing with them is, is it's really just having a special focus on uh, trying to affect the way that I think about things. Because what we know about happiness is that it ultimately is based on perception. We can take two people um, and put them in the same situation and one person be miserable and one person be happy. Why is that? How is that? Ultimately, it comes down to their perspective, how they're viewing it, how they choose to engage with that information. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. And the, how does a person get better at doing that? And one of the keys to that is spending time in your mind. But what does that mean? Um, so most of us have a cell phone, right? And when you get your cell phone, it's a supercomputer. So you need some time to work with it. And normally what people will do is they'll get their uh, cell phone, they'll power it up, They'll spend some time getting apps on it, playing around, see what new f features it has, how does the camera work, and wants to play around with it. You want to see what's going on inside, get, get familiar with the lay of the land, learn how to work it, learn how to master this device that you're going to be using, um, and a, a device that's important in terms of uh, uh, your effectiveness, your communication, your ability to connect with others, your organization. So it's an important thing. It makes sense that you spend time with that. But here's where we end up. Uh, challenging people. When you think about the time that you have spent in your mind intentionally, and I don't mean meditation, I don't mean spending time clearing your mind, I mean time in your mind, understanding how your brain works, what it does, uh, where you want to put things, how you want to file them away, how do you challenge ideas, how do you replace ideas. A lot of times when we ask people this question, how much time in minutes have you spent over the last three years spending significant time in your mind trying to understand how it works and, more importantly, how you want it to work? We ask this question to, at this point, uh, um, thousands of people. And the interesting thing is, for most people we come across, they have spent less than 15 minutes in their mind— 
15 intentional minutes in their mind in the last three years, learning how it works, learning how to work it. That's super scary. I mean, that that when we first started seeing those numbers, it was really it was really a little bit terrifying, to be honest with you, is that um, when this supercomputer, the most powerful computing device known to man, which is our brain, that determines whether or not we're happy or we're not, that determines how we navigate situations, how we navigate relationships, how we navigate problems, to learn that people spend so little time intentionally trying to understand it or rein it in, or learn how to control it, or or aim it, um, is a little is a little worrisome. And so, one of the things that we really started challenging people to do is spend dedicated time in their mind. And what we generally suggest is twenty minutes a week. During the course of that, though, um, asking audiences to do that, we found that twenty minutes is a really, really, really long time. And that because people have spent so little time uh, in that pursuit. That we have to start with a minute, two minutes, three minutes, which is what we're going to encourage you to do now. While you have some time on your hands, spend some time in your mind being intentional about how you organize your thoughts, challenging ideas. Again, this is not meditation. This is not about clearing your mind. This is about challenging your mind. This is about taking those ideas that you thought and challenging them. One, one example, uh, what we call black hole thinking. A lot of times people participate in what we call black hole thinking because what will happen is an idea goes in, but it never comes back out. Okay, This is most true uh, for stereotypes and, and things of that nature. So a person might say something like, uh, um, women can't drive. They'll say something like that. And a person believes that because they got caught off at one point by a woman or their or, or their father said it or they heard it on TV. And so they have that belief. But then what happens is, is that that person might be in thousands and thousands of interactions with women drivers where they do exactly what a driver is supposed to do. They use a turn signal. They switch lanes properly. They turn properly. They keep the proper rate of speed. They do everything right. But what happens is that person is never confronting their mind by challenging that idea, by challenging that trope, by taking all of the data that's being presented to you and then adjusting that and saying, oh, this doesn't stand up to the muster anymore. This doesn't make sense anymore. I don't believe this anymore. This is something that I want to push out of your, out of my mind. That's one example of, of what we mean. The other piece of it is, is just kind of how you file things away. Where do you put things in your mind? And what I mean by that is, is what is its level of relevance to you, right? Is it relevant to you? Is it important to you? What does this mean? I liken this to uh, uh, birthday cards or things of that nature, right? Um, There's some that make it on the fridge, you know, because uh, th th those are more important to you. They, they, you want to keep those around. They mean something to you. And for others, though they still mean something to you, they don't mean as much. And so you can read them and you can put them right in the trash because you got what you needed to get from it and you can move on. That's not something that you're necessarily going out of your way to hold on to. And, and so that's one of the things you want to be thoughtful about. It's what is the refrigerator type stuff? What is the stuff that gets the magnet, gets uh, held up, that we want to keep, that we feel like is more important than other things? And what are the things that we can kind of put to the side because we got what we needed out of them and they don't have the same level of relevance to us? And then the other piece of it is, and perhaps the most important piece, is to really challenge yourself on your level of happiness. And this goes into the ability of inventory. And that is a person 
having a direct connection with the quality of their life, the things that are happening for themselves, uh, uh, the beauty of their life. And here's what I mean. For everybody that's watching this right now, I want you to think about the last time you fell down the steps or you got a flat tire. Now, for most people, that's been hundreds, maybe thousands of days since either of those things have happened. But for a lot of people, as soon as they do fall down the steps or get a flat tire, they say, why does this always happen to me? Right? They're immediately connected to that as if that's something that happens with a certain level of frequency that the data doesn't justify. And so when you go and you talk to somebody, and you say, how's your day going? They say, not bad. Well, not bad is good. And oftentimes we need significant benchmarks uh, to really feel like things are happening in our life. We need something really good to happen or we have to experience something really bad to have that be a marker on our life. But when you wake up in the morning, which is statistically ridiculous, right? Um, your existence is statistically ridiculous. Waking up is statistically ridiculous. The fact that all the things that can go wrong to you in a given day, the fact that you could get up in the morning, eat food, make it to work, make it to the gym, make it to the grocery store, and then get back home and have nothing bad happen to you is statistically absurd. But it happens all the time. And for most people, it happens every day. But for a lot of those people, there's nothing noteworthy that happened that day. There's nothing special that happened that day. There's nothing important that happened that day. And so when something bad happens, that seems so much more significant than the fact that you made it through an entire day without anything bad happening to you. And the reality of it is, statistically, we are living miracles every single day. Every single day that we draw a breath, every single day that we're able to make it through that day where positive things happen, to have your family in their days healthy and happy, is statistically um, absurd. And it happens all of the time. We have been living miracles um, for, for centuries. And that's something that we have to take note of. That's something that we have to put into practice. And so while you have some time to yourself, one of the things that we initially want to challenge you on as we take you on this journey of trying to give you some information and add value for you is to really spend some time in your mind. Start out with a minute, two, three, as, as long as you can go. But you want to give some intentional time to it. Now, for some people, they got to go sit out on the deck and they got to watch the sunset. For others, they got to sit in the basement by themselves. And, and for some, they may even need to listen to music. They, they may need some type of stimulus. But what I would tell you is to spend that time intentionally in your mind, right? And make sure you're confronting your thoughts. Don't run from them, confront them, challenge them. Those things that you believe, do you still believe them? What's really important to you? Where do you want to file things? And then how do you feel about your life? What is the true quality of your life? Um, do you have more good things happening to you than not? And I would challenge anyone to that because I would say for most people that I ever get to encounter, most people that I have encountered and coming from my own uh, uh, personal challenges in my background, I can say that almost at any given moment in most people's lives, um, they are having more good things happen to them than bad. And, and and it is important that we acknowledge that because that allows us to create that optimism that allows us to have more focus and intention in what it is that we're doing and to be more effective in every aspect of our lives. So one thing I would challenge you to do today is spend some time in your mind. Aim for 20 minutes a week. It would be difficult for you to do, but just start with two or three so you can start developing the habit. It is not a catch-all. It doesn't fix everything. It takes some work. It takes some uh, um, intention. Uh, but with doing it, I promise you, you would have a better grip on controlling your own happiness. And it's just another great way to make sure that you are happening to life versus life happening to you.
And so that's the message that we wanted to share with you today. I hope you got some value out of it. Make sure that you check us out at all of our socials. We'll have those links available for you. And then you can always follow us at letsthink3d.com. We would love to hear from you in any questions or topics that you want us to cover. Uh, But until then, uh, thank you. Appreciate you. Stay safe. Stay well. And uh, stay a thinker.